Join us next week when we find out what hot dogs are made out of. Only different in your mind. Welcome to Star Wars Ramp Podcast, episode 11. Uh, Star Wars Ramp Podcast, where we don't drop F-bombs. Um, I'll explain that later. But uh, welcome aboard, Chad Viss. Greets. Brian B-Nob North. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we don't drop F-bombs here. I, I say that I was listening to a Star Wars podcast earlier today, um, which shall remain nameless, mostly because I can't remember the name of it, but dude dropped an F-bomb. Like, Gotta have the little like, E next to his podcast now. Yeah, maybe it did, but um, I don't know. Just something about that rubbed me the wrong way, so uh, we don't drop F-bombs here. No, only so. in text messages. Uh, no, well... B-Nob. No, just kidding, buddy. All right, anyway, uh, but welcome aboard uh, to another episode of Star Wars Ramp Podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about, uh, obviously, some Star Wars news. We got our Searching the Archives with Chad, Character Spotlight with Chad. We got a new uh, segment with B-Nob behind the scenes, um, and I think his top questions we're going to do tonight, and we'll see what else comes up. So... Let's go ahead and get going and find out what's going on. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, buddy? Um, so one of the uh, things that I came across this week was um, the teaser trailer for Rebels Season 3. Did you guys see that? It's like a 30-second trailer. I did not get to see that. I wish I wish I, the guy that ran the Star Wars podcast would send us links to stuff like that. That'd be helpful. We'll, we'll have to talk to him. <laughs> but uh, Beanob, did you see it or no? I did see it. Okay. Well, thank you, Beanob. Oh yeah, uh, sure, sure. Proactive, but well, uh, anything, anything films, I got you. Yeah. So it, uh, you know, be honest with you, it, there wasn't a whole lot there. It's more of what. Uh, um, you know, it's a teaser trailer, so it was only 30 seconds. Um, but what was there? There was a little bit more of Thrawn, and Thrawn's talking through the whole thing about uh, kind of like the art of war type deal. But um, right. it's just more, just just a lot of villain monologuing. Right, but it did show uh, Darth Maul in the um, in the teaser trailer, just a brief scene. And um, so because of that. And uh, and also because of the character description for Darth Maul, which has um, which is on Disney XD, the website. Um, there's now a uh, some talk of you know will Darth Maul um, have a rematch with Obi Wan? And um, the character description on Disney XD website. Uh, reads uh, for Darth Maul reads now freed from the dark depths of Malachor Maul is running amok in the galaxy driven by a decades-long thirst for vengeance that risks clouding his sanity the restless former Sith Lord hopes to heal old wounds by completing a task he should have done years ago though Maul has found the galaxy has changed much during his exile the dark side trickster knows where a few secrets are buried. Um, so, you know, some people are uh, 
taking that part where it says the old task um, and referencing that to Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't know. It would be cool. I'd love to see Obi-Wan in uh, Rebels um, other than, you know, I think we saw him as a uh, in the hologram. Um, well, what? It, but, so he's on Tatooine at this point, right? Sure. I don't think he, uh, I don't know that we know that he's ever gotten off world um, since the time that he got there. Hmm. I would like to see a mall. Obi-Wan rematch just because I would want them to hold it off till the end because obviously we know that Maul has to die at some point during Rebels I would think you know unless they have him go somewhere in the Outer Rim for the original trilogy but I would think that he has to die sometime between uh, Rebels and A New Hope so if anybody should knock him off um, I would hope Obi-Wan would do it Mm. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, you know, I, to me, that was one of the best parts of Phantom Menace was the, the duel, um, you know, with Kai, Qui-Gon Jinn and uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Maul. Um, but uh, I, um, you know, some people are saying, well, if they ever did an Obi-Wan movie, you would think Darth Maul would, uh, would be in that movie. But I, I think that would be kind of overkill. Um, but what I think, so you look at Rebels... Um, season two, and you had Osoka facing off against Vader. And who's to say, you know, who's to say that maybe in uh, Rebel season three, towards the end of the season, you have a Obi Wan Kenobi and a Darth Maul face off? If they did uh, that, I would, I would think, because Ezra and Darth Maul team up, and well, at the end of season two, right, out of necessity. And, you know, to get the Sith holocron. And then they allude very heavily to the fact that Ezra's feeling that dark side pull. So my, I'd say don't freaking do it unless it's going to be Obi-Wan saves Ezra from that. And then if that's the case, what happens, what happened to Kanan? And then so Kanan has to meet, you know, Obi-Wan and... So does Ezra, and I don't know. I don't think bringing in someone from the main... I mean, well, I guess they've already brought Ahsoka in and stuff, too. So, And a couple of the clones. So, I don't know. It's interesting. I have my own hopes about that. Um, I hope that, like I said, that Obi-Wan does knock off Darth Maul. And then I hope Ezra does take a turn towards the dark side. But he kind of fills in the role of Starkiller in the forced unleash which is darth vader's secret apprentice and then he becomes which would be very cool right which would be very cool going into future seasons how many seasons do you think they're going to be able to do well they did six of the clone wars so i think that you know i think that they could pull off five or six seasons Hmm. yeah i think i think around five um the clone wars would have gone longer too but they canceled it they did they did. Yeah, I think that they could hold off. I mean, there's a lot more Star Wars hype than it is now. I feel like if they had the Clone Wars out now when all the Star Wars hype is going on, maybe going. it would have last longer. Yeah. But I think that any series like five or six seasons kind of does it for me, where it's like a good story where you tie up all the loose ends without it kind of dragging out. I say they're just stuck with a, with a group of characters that can exist outside of this one series. Like... 
you know, because they don't exist in the movies or anything like that. So you have to literally tie it up before at the end in order to explain why there was never a mention of Ezra or Kanan in episode four at all. So what right. do, what do you mean by that? They all have to die? Well, they don't necessarily have to die, but you really have to explain why they don't exist in the, in the world anymore. I mean, I guess dying is what they have to do or yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you do. That's why I don't get paid a lot of money and they do to write, <laughs> you know, shows. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Either way, uh, Rebels um, season three comes out um, September twenty fourth. So if you haven't caught up, um, you know um, uh, I would weeks. catch up. Yeah, um, season one and season two. Get your hands on that. Um, I don't think it's on Netflix, unfortunately. But they're uh, they're on. They're always on. Uh... Like not syndication, but they're on Disney XD like all the yeah. time. They're showing. Well, and I would imagine as we get a little closer here, they'll probably do you know um, show a bunch of them. There's but, like uh, twenty episodes again, very close. Yeah. So, um, so get your DVRs going. I know I have to catch up on season two, even though I pretty much know everything that happened just from uh, reading things. But uh, all right, so next, um, so Darth Vader. Um, you can see his new look well sort of new look (laughs) um for the new star wars rogue one movie um basically it's uh so two things there's some playing cards that were released and and b knob you um you kind of uh got me this info but um there's playing cards released for rogue one and um one of them is obviously a darth vader um card and then also there was some artwork released for um, Rogue One, some promotional artwork that you get to see a little more of Vader. And um, he's uh, basically he's wearing the costume um, or the the uh, um, outfit that he had in Revenge of the Sith. So um, did you guys get to see that at all? I saw the trading card, and I kind of thought it looked similar to, um, with like the brown eye lenses. Yeah, didn't you yeah. say that you last week? See the difference. I think you brought he, that up last uh, week. He tried to, Chad. Ah, uh, that's when we had the uh, incident. Understood. So the incident. Have you guys seen Lost? Yes. Never heard. They of that. always talk about the incident. Mm. I don't remember that actually. Mm. Anyway, so they do. It, it, he he does have the eye lenses that look similar. He's a little bit less. Um, the suit is a little less trimmed than I guess the Revenge of the Sith suit was. You know, by the looks of the trading card, it's a little bit more uh, boxier, um, like it was in A New Hope. Um, you know, I just thought that it was. You know that. It kind of looked a little clunkier in, in A New Hope when they originally made it, and I thought when they did it for Revenge of the Sith, it was very, you know, like, it was kind of like form-fitting. I know there's new technologies and new way that they make the costumes, but I just, you know, he was, I, I just felt he was very thin in Revenge of the Sith. Because Hayden Christian's a very um, petite man. <laughs> very thin man. Joe, <laughs> that's uh, B-Nob's man crush there. Yes, I know. And, uh, what's he doing nowadays? Six, what's the last movie he's been 05. in? Has he done anything lately? 
He was in Jumper. I know. He was in yeah. Jumper. <laughs> I didn't even see that. I think I watched. I went to the theater to to see Jumper. And that was not a good um, movie. Um, I liked it just because uh, my main person <laughs> here, is Hayden Christensen since uh, since back in O two. My main crush in so too. Um, all right, well, moving right along. Um, yes, please. <laughs> the original Star Wars soundtrack will be available again again on vinyl be not what vinyl means it's a record <laughs> and a record is kind of like a big uh cd um kind of like an eight track no no like it's like a big uh like a, circular yeah thing. imagine a plate like a right, serving a hole plate in the middle hole in the middle and, and some grooves along it right um but anyway um they're putting it back on uh vinyl Vinyl is all the rage. It's hip now. Um, it's hipster. It's, it's cool. It is hipster. Um, the set is available for pre-order now for thirty-five dollars, um, and it comes out September thirtieth. Obviously, you have to have a turntable, Brian. That's a record player. Um, Do you know what? what? I think my dad has one. Do you? Or does he? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure he does. Yeah. So. That's cool. Maybe that's a nice Christmas present for him. Who knows? Or I can pay thirty-five dollars to have it sit in my house. Just yeah, ask well, him for it, the record player. And it does. Um, it does look cool. It says. Um, so it comes in different versions. Like there's a uh, there's a Death Star. Um, so when I say versions, I mean like the artwork. There's a Death Star one. There's one with uh, Chewbacca and Han. There's a Vader one. Uh, there's one of kind of just like an action shot um, of them attacking the Death Star with X-wings. So, uh, and that's the cover art, like for the, the yeah. Sleeve. From what I understand, I could be completely wrong, but uh, that's what it looks like. <laughs> but um, either way, kind of cool, you know. Um, and I and I talked to you guys off air about this, but um, you know, the Star Wars music is you know, when you think about great soundtracks, I mean, that's obviously up there, you know, was one of the top ones. Um, and I've been listening to a, um, a podcast, uh, Star Wars Oxygen, which is run by Star Wars, uh, or what's that, uh, Rebel Force Radio. But this Star Wars Oxygen podcast talks just about the music of John Williams. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they're into um, 34, 35 episodes now. But uh you know, it's, I would, I would, if you haven't heard that, I would search it out on your, uh, iTunes. Um, it gives you a, a more appreciation for the music of star Wars and the, and what John Williams, how he came, um, how he went about his composing, um, of star Wars. And, uh, it's, it's really interesting. And it actually, it kind of makes you look at the movie in a different light. Once you understand all the character themes, which I think a lot of us are familiar with the character themes for each, um, each character, but, um, but how they kind of interweave and then, um, other themes that, that you may not, uh, have picked up on. So anyway, um, thought that was pretty cool that, uh, did you guys see anything out there this week that I missed? Nope. They can't hear you shake your head, Brian. Be knob. You're shaking. He's sitting there saying, shaking his head back forth. No, they can't hear that. It's weird. No, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up. What's going on? What's going on? Buddy. What's going on, buddy? All right.
So, Chad, what do you got for us today? So, on searching, searching the archives. Worthy of recognition in the archives of the Jedi Order. The advantage of old archive data. Perhaps the archives are incomplete. If an item does not appear in our records, it does not exist. Bring me the archive data. What's happening right now? I don't even understand. So, um, yeah, the for the archives this week, I didn't get a lot of chance to read a lot of things, but I did read uh, Poe Dameron number six, which came out just this past week. Um, Poe Dameron has his own comic line, um, which takes place before uh, The Force Awakens, and is basically the story of how he came across finding where Lor Santaka was and is, and obviously he's hunting down the map to find Luke, which is the main plot point for uh, Episode 7. So they're into the sixth issue of this comic, and um, yeah, it kind of tells him how him and his team, the Black Squadron, are are kind of hunting down Lor Santaka. Uh, Leia is helping him, and he's you see his relationship with BB-8, kind of uh, how it's so you know such a strong bond that those two have. And currently in uh, the sixth issue, uh, he is prisoner um, on a prison planet. He's not supposed to be. He is going there to pay a hut some money to get some information on where Lor Santaka is. And while he gets, when he gets down there, him and his team are, uh, you know, abducted. Nope. They're swindled. They are tricked. They're told that they will be given safety. Um, and the guards will take them to the hut. Basically the planet is, is governed by the prisoners. Um, it's one of those type deals where, the Chicago. Yeah, it's just like Chicago. It's it's like, yep. Uh the warden is up in a like a ship in the atmosphere and monitors everything, but the prisoners can basically do what they want. Um so they have their own economy and everything down there. And so Poe and his team is expecting uh, you know, an escort to Gracchus Gracchus the hut, who is the hut that is there. Um, to get the information, and then they're going to leave. And the the resistance has paid a lot of money to this warden to get them there safely. Um, and so they get down there, and they're like, "All right, just make sure you run to here's where the hut is. Make sure you run." They're like, "Well, why do we have to run if you're going to be with us?" And then the elevator door shut, and they basically give the whole "see ya" sign off, and they leave them there. Um, come to find out, a major player in the First Order, uh, which I forget his name now, which is not real good. Um, he is not in the movie. He made it there first and made a, another deal with the Warden and the Hut to basically get the information himself and then get Poe's team killed. So they are stuck on the planet, and in this, uh, this issue, they decide, they figure out a way to basically... BB-8 is overriding with a couple other droids some of the uh, controls and security. And the planet that they're on has a super heavy gravitational pull. But they have, you know, gravity equalizers on the planet. So that keeps them 
still contained to a degree if they go outside that the gravity it's like 10 times normal gravity so bb-8 and a couple other droids turn that off and everyone just flattens to the ground but poe and his team have stabilizers on their belts they basically have the batman utility belt on they all hit a button and they're covered in like a, a purple shield is what it looks like in the comic and they're fine they can walk around while everyone else is like stuck to the floor like just sucked down because gravity's so heavy so they get to gracchus the hut tell him all right we're gonna get you off planet that's his deal i'll give you the information but you have to give me off this prison planet so they break him out and they get him off the planet and the first order uh commanders trooper whoever is there he's not a stormtrooper he's, he's a officer um somehow manages to lift his hand up enough to call his ship the carrion spike to him which has its own gravitational pull and he can get away he flies away he destroys the a the warden ship and then starts shooting at all the escape pods poe and his team have gracchus the hut they're they're free and clear but poe decides to turn around to save all these uh civilians that are working for this prison company as they're trying to escape and shoot the carrion spike defeat him and get away free and clear with gracchus uh they drop gracchus off where he's supposed to be and he gives them some information on two or three other planets that Lor Sentaka is supposed to be on so at the very end poe brings it to leia and says you know these and she's like yeah that makes sense he would probably be in all those places so your mission continues poe um and then it leaves you find out at the very end that the first order soldier or whatever is not dead he's still alive and probably going to run into him again so it, it's a good comic it uh i don't feel like i did a, a very good job explaining it but uh if you like the force awakens you like poe dameron the art's decent in it and it tells you some you know backstory to poe and even his team uh snaps and all the other people that are there um and how they kind of came to be who they are the best type you know the best x-wing pilots that the resistance has and i have um and i i have the comics i haven't i haven't gotten to read those yet but i do have them um but i i thought i read and i don't was it is it in the poe dameron comics where too it, it kind of explains a little more about lords and takas um, as far as like his relationship with Luke and Leia, or... a little bit, if I recall. Again, it's you know these are like it seems like about every month is how often we yeah. get these, and so it's hard to remember exactly. But I think you're right. Maybe the I mean, first or second heard... issue they talked a little bit about him. Yeah, I thought I heard it somehow. He had um, uh, I don't know if it, if I'm saying this rightly, but kind of like endeared himself to them, or, or vice versa. Mm. Um, and that he may have, and I don't remember, maybe I just read this online as a theory, I don't know, but that he may have even been um, with Luke um, as he was doing the, you know, the Jedi training at the Jedi Temple, you know, with the young Padawans and hmm. saw maybe the, it saw the fall of uh, Kylo Ren. Okay. Um, so that, I don't know if that's, that's probably not in the comics. I think I just read uh, some, um, I think I read that somewhere online, but that he saw the fall of Ren, and um, and that's why he knew, you know, in the beginning of Force Awakens, he says, I know where you came from, and, you know, so on and so forth. So uh, um, I think he's an interesting character. You know, I think they, they should definitely delve more into 
his backstory. I'd, I'd like to really see, you know, what his deal is. Totally. You know. And kind of an interesting fact that I had never really thought of is that he's on Jakku, and out of all the planets in the galaxy that he could be hiding out on, it's the same one that Ray is stationed at. Yeah, and that was part so, of like what I read is like because I guess the theory is like he was put there. He was put there as well to kind of watch over Ray. You know, I suppose from a distance. From a distance. I guess I never thought about that because he's kind of killed off so quickly, even before Correct. they introduce Ray in the Force Awakens. So you, I don't, I don't really make that connection. But why would somebody? So close to Luke, be on the same planet that Ray's at. I think it's coincidence. I don't think. I mean, I think it's for story, for the movie story. I don't think there's a big reason why he's there. From just kind of from a little bit of reading on him, it seems like he was more of a traveler and explorer in his early years, um, and he just kind of retired to Jakku because it's kind of remote. I don't think there's any particular reason. Because of Ray, like he's doing the Obi-Wan watching over Luke thing, it was just, it's a coincidence, but it works out real good for the movie's plot points. I don't know. I don't know either. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> I don't really agree with you. I don't okay. agree either. Alright, well, Wikipedia, I guess, could be wrong. Well, they usually are. Just kidding. Just well, kidding. if there's anything like Wikipedia, there's a possibility. Well, it's not because yeah. it's got Wookie in it. All right. Well, moving right, right moving along. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, B9, you got some behind the scenes? I do. I have some five interesting facts. Dun, dun, dun. How about Star Wars that you That's... may or may not have known? Uh, so number one on the list. Similar to our my co-host here, Brian uh Seddon and and Chad Viss who call themselves best friends there may be something underneath the surface there and uh what, well my what interesting does that mean? behind what? the scenes fact number 1 I'm <laughs> getting to it is that supposedly <laughs> rumor on the block is that Kenny Baker the recently passed Kenny Baker um and anthony daniels never liked each other on set yeah i don't think that that's definitely not a rumor i think that that's a hundred percent fact um and uh and that's just like you guys you know you guys are great friends on the podcast once this (laughs) podcast is over they are at each other's throats yep (laughs) that that's not true no it's not not true at all brian's too Um, short to reach my throat (laughs) oh what yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, um, we'll anyway, that later. yeah, no, um, um, and I don't know if you were going to elaborate, uh, Bina, but uh, yeah, Kenny, you know, from what I understand, Kenny Baker always tried to, you know, kind of, um, you know, kindle a relationship with Anthony Daniels and. Anthony Daniels just wanted no part of it. I mean, I think I heard an interview with Kenny where he's just like, yeah, he wouldn't talk to me. When my wife died, he didn't even say anything. And, um, you know, I almost got the vibe that Anthony Daniels felt um, he was better than Kenny Baker. Kenny Baker came from like a Maudville um, background, you know, and um, and I don't think Kenny uh, Anthony Daniels in my opinion, didn't think he was a real actor, kind of wasn't on his level. Um, so, yeah, they 
They just did not have any type of relationship. Kenny Baker tried, and Anthony Daniels shut it down. So in 3 p.m. Well, it did reports that he did say that he was, Kenny Baker said that he was, and I quote, one of the rudest men I've ever met. Yeah. So. Hmm. Were you gonna just say, like you Chad? and Chad. I was just gonna say so when C three PO was hitting R two D two, it was really he was really hitting him like Right, uh, it just has so much new perspective when you rewatch them now. But yeah, but but though, you know, character wise, C three PO and R two D two, although they argue all the time, they're like the odd couple though, you know what I mean? They still they still at the end of the day care for one another where, you know, in real life Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker Obviously did not, or at least Anthony Daniels did not. So, so there you have that. There you have that. Here is interesting fact number two, behind the scenes fact. Uh, the Wampa attack to Luke was written in the script after uh, uh, after uh, Mark Hamill was in that terrible car accident. So they had to write in kind of his how his face got messed up a little bit. So now is that confirmed or is that I always heard that but I always heard it was kind of like a myth like like no, it that's, wasn't That's true from what I've heard and, yeah. and read. Yep. So. I always thought the scar was kind of cool though to me, you know, I understand, you know, supposedly it comes from the wampa but you know, kind of make him look a little battle-hardened. What and um, wasn't he on a motorcycle? When No, it was a car. I don't know if he was on a motorcycle. I think he was on a motorcycle. But um, and it was in an auto accident, obviously. But I think he was on a motorcycle. They did have a, there was a scene that they were going to do instead of the Wampa scene where he had gauze over half of his face with the eye hole cut out, and that was supposed to be a like healing back to stuff um, to on that side of his face to to heal that. Um, but they cut that from the movie. Well, I think the the back to tank is better anyway. Well, it was specifically for the face, yeah, just for the face itself, but yeah. Hmm. But I thought it was very cool. I thought it aged him a little bit between the two, kind of showed him more of not this innocent farm boy, but now a hardened war hero. Or a bad driver. One of the others. So, can't see it so much under the beard in The Force Awakens, but, well. Interesting fact number three. Return of the Jedi was originally called Revenge of the Jedi. Now, I have two reasons why I've heard that they changed the name. Number one, uh, Star Trek II, A Wrath of Khan, was originally supposed to be called The Revenge of Khan. So they, they changed it to The Wrath of Khan, and then George Lucas ended up changing it so... They didn't want it to get confused with one another, but they ended up both changing it anyway. The other one is that I heard that George Lucas thought revenge of the Jedi sounded a little too evil, like the Jedi trying to get revenge, and it sounded a little bit more light-sided to say return rather than revenge. And obviously he revisited that revenge title for Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Along with the Sith. Yeah, Jedi would not seek revenge. Um but you know, the wrath, uh, the wrath title. You know, I was thinking about we were a few episodes ago. We were guessing titles for episode eight. And what about Wrath of the Sith? No. Yeah. Do you think we'll never hear something like that because of Wrath of Khan? 
I don't think that matters. I don't think anyone's going to confuse the two. Hmm. Right. So. What's next? Interesting fact number four. Dennis Lawson, who played Wedge and Tilly's, is actually the real-life uncle of Ewan McGregor, who plays young Obi-Wan. That I didn't know. And, uh, right. Very interesting that it's so close to home and uh, that they're related. Um, an interesting fact that kind of makes them a little bit different, though, is that both uncle and nephew have both kind of opposite views um, about returning to the Star Wars universe. I heard Wedge and Tilly's kind of shot down and kind of was a little bit like like kind of annoyed when people asked him if he would return for The Force Awakens and he thought he kind of didn't have time for that, kind of too good for it. But it kind of seems like in every interview that I watched with Ian McGregor, he was like pretty much like begging them to make an Obi-Wan solo movie. <laughs> yeah, he really wants to be back into it. So... Do you think if do you think if um, they had him on Rebels that they would have him do the voice? Because they had James Earl Jones do Vader. Mm, I doubt it. They probably get the guy that did the voice in Clone Wars. Right, and it's a little bit cheaper. <laughs> so, money is always comes down to money. That quote makes no sense. Money is always comes down <laughs> to money. B-Nob. Put it on a t-shirt. That's the name of this podcast. That's the episode name right now. <laughs> Interesting fact number five. Moving right along. <laughs> oh, uh, the TIE Fighter. The Okay, Brian, cue the TIE Fighter sound. Shkoo! <laughs> what? No. Okay. Uh, the Tie Fighter engine sound, so famous uh, that you can not, recognize. Even not. the smallest child and the oldest person can refer- can recognize. Are, the tie are you going to say sound. what it uh, what it what it's from? Like how yes. they made the sound? Yes. Do you want to take a guess before I, I reveal guess, it? Because I think I know it. A, okay. Uh, an elephant. Okay. Um. It's uh. I don't know what you call that noise. It it's makes. a mixture of two sounds. And so you got a car driving on wet pavement or something like that. What? Ding 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 ding! Wow, wow I am impressive. I am really impressed. That's right. That's so, right. Wow, we need a new segment called "Guess That Star Wars Sound," <laughs> and uh, uh, with Brian said, "How did they make that sound?" Right. How did they make that sound? And you you can guess uh, all day long. What apparently what is you're it, good at uh, it. What do you? What is the noise an elephant make? What's that called? The noise they make, like a dog Trumpeting. barks. An elephant. It's called it's, called a, it's called a trunk bark. No. Sure. I think trumpeting makes sense. Hmm. <laughs> Just play that. Yeah, that wasn't it though. That was a little lightsaber. Oh. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it won't play. All right. Yeah. yeah. So much for that. Anyway, well, that's it for the behind-the-scenes moments. Pretty interesting. You should have. Well, we. Sh- I may have more in the upcoming weeks, but stay tuned. Uh, Join us next week when we things. find out what hot dogs are made out of. What? <laughs> Star Wars right. hot dogs. And and what the blue milk is made out of. There you go. That's it a was good one. Uh, 
<laughs> I was gonna make a bad joke, but what's what's the aunt's name? Aunt Peru. Yeah. How do you forget the aunt's name? I don't know. Amparu's breast milk. Yep, that's real dumb. Yeah, that's getting edited out. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, what? doesn't make sense at all. Real, real dumb, Bride. Sorry, I was thinking about boobs. Oh. <laughs> I'll take also it out. Also getting edited out. <laughs> Just so you know, like some of the stuff we edit out, I save for like a blooper reel. Or yeah, whatever. totally. You better. Yeah. Put all it at right. the end so, of the outro music. Moving right along, Chadvis, what's our character spotlight tonight? My job this week, our character spotlight <laughs> is Gracchus the Hut. We talked a little bit about him in the Search in the Archives, so I did a two-for-one, so I don't have to work half as hard. A two-for. So Gracchus the Hut. He is introduced in the comics, the, the uh, Star Wars, the main Star Wars line is where he is introduced. He, I believe he's a cousin of Jabba, and he he's not like the other huts. He even says so himself. Um, he says, as you, uh, as you may have gathered, I'm not like the other huts. I'm a collector of, of antiquities. So the first time we meet him, uh, Luke comes across him, and I think we talked about it on a podcast a few weeks ago, Brian did, yeah, yeah. where he has a bunch of Jedi artifacts he has and not to cut you off he doesn't like i don't know if you're gonna say this he doesn't like slither around like uh no he has 12 mechanical cybernetic legs that are attached to his sluggish body right so he has made himself more mobile um he's still real big he's green and yellow um looks just like jabba the big gross he speaks well it's in comics so he speaks english as well as hatties you know, because the Huts have their own language, which is what Jabba speaks. Um, and in some of the comics, they they put the little scratches and then they translate it. Um, but he speaks English to Luke, and yeah, so he's kind of set up his own thing during the the Empire before the Empire comes into reign. Um, I guess right as they begin their reign, right before and right into it. Uh, he kind of sets up his own empire, his criminal... Not It's not as criminal underground as Jabba was, but he does have his own things that he's going and doing, stealing artifacts, things of that nature. And when he meets Luke and finds out that he, he thinks he's a Jedi, the last Jedi around, um, because he sees his lightsaber and he's able to do some Force powers, he wants to add Luke to his collection. Um, and when Luke obviously fights him on it... Um, you know, then he just determines to to have him killed. Uh, he puts him in a he puts Luke in a basically like a gladiator setting in a pit where he has to fight all these monsters and things very similar to Attack of the Clones um, and gladiators in real life. So uh, obviously, Luke and apparently his uncle didn't send the Rancor um, message. Well, this 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 this, this is, is before, before that. that. This would be. Oh, Do you want me to edit that out? Nope. Brian? No. <laughs> this usually would, I make the mistakes. So yeah, this would be right before. I didn't mention this timeline happens right after um, A New Hope and before um, the Empire Strikes Back. So Luke is. So apparently Jabba didn't get the message. Right. Yeah, Jabba didn't get the message that uh, don't mess with this guy. 
especially when he is actually claims to be a Jedi at that point. So, um, so hey, can I make a comment yeah. about that Rancor fight okay. just for a second? Yeah. The the part that always got me when I watched Return of the Jedi is when that big old guy comes in. Gets all sad. And he's like sobbing over this nasty creature. There is, I can't remember, but there is somewhere in some print that I read him talking with somebody else. And I can't remember where it was, but he's a Beastmaster and he has an ability to tame and actually like be able to, you know, treat a Rancor like we treat a dog. Like they respond to him differently, so he was real attached to that rancor. He had there that rancor had a name and everything. How dare you, B Nob? How dare you? So, buddy, the rancor. Buddy, yes, Fido, Fido, the rancor. Um, well, he was real sad when he died. Real, real sad. So, Gracchus, <laughs> with his twelve cybernetic legs, um, is impressed with the way Luke handles himself in the arena. Um, says you need to come, you know, back to my place. I got so many things, so many Jedi things I can show you. Um, and so Luke is intrigued, obviously trying to find out things about uh, Obi Wan and the Jedi Order and all that. Um, and uh, he shows him all the holocrons, wants him to open them, um, and he obviously can't at first. Um, things go a little crazy, and he ends up getting Gracchus ends up getting arrested. Um, putting a shock collar on him, and that's where he ends up here in Poe Dameron's comic. Um, it's actually the Empire that arrests him. Obviously, we know uh, the Empire isn't too fond of other people taking things that belong to them, uh, whether they're you know the Alliance or crime lords that are taking money or resources away. And being Gracchus as a hut, they they're not too fond of him. So. They come in, and a whole legion of Imperial troops come in and uh, during the arena, and they arrest him and take him to that uh, prison planet. So he's, you know, he's he's a hut. He's definitely got the crime wave in him, just like all the huts do, and that's kind of how they run run the show, how they operate um, in the outer rim. And then he is eventually going to meet Poe Dameron, as we talked about earlier, and we'll see how he goes here from here on out. Uh, he's Kind of other than Jabba, he's one of the more prominent huts now um, in canon uh, that we've seen. So, And so he was stuck on that, that prison planet for 30-some years. Yeah, he was there for a while. Um, yeah, I guess it would be right about 30 years. And he had set himself up as almost as king there. He had his own castle on the planet and had collected a lot of things and kind of ran as king. But he's real tired of being there, and so he wanted to get off, obviously. And now that, at this point, the Empire doesn't exist anymore, really, he, I think he thinks he can create his own, you know, underground crime spree again. So so do you think we'll see him in any of the, uh, you know, sequels, 8 or 9? Or... I doubt it. I th- he seems to be a character that's going to be in print, you know, in canon, but not necessarily movie-worthy. I don't know that I see them doing another hut because Jabba yeah. was so prominent in Jedi to use another hut in the movie. Yeah. Would I be can. a little cliche. It wouldn't be like the Phantom Menace or anything like bringing them to run the pod race or something. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, good deal. Um, B-Nab, you got, you got a question of the day? I do. Um, so as some of you may know or not know, uh, in Star Wars, believe it or not, uh, you talk about all these different huts and different uh, creatures and different species, but one species in particular was never named, and that was Yoda's species, never given a name. Yep, it's mysterious. It's so, mysterious. So, the question of the day is, if you had to name Yoda's species, what would you name it? And you can follow me up by saying, that's a great question, because usually people have, say that when they have no answer. Yeah, that's a great question, B-Nob. Um, you know, I've given this, I've thought about this in the past. So there's nowhere, nowhere it says what, uh, are you sure? Yeah. I'm, I, I actually was thinking about doing Yoda's character spotlight today as well. And uh, yeah, it's Do only Do we him. know what planet they come from? No, it's only him and one other person are of that species. There, I think it's Attack of the Clones. There's a girl no, for whatever a girl is. version. Yeah, she's on the she's on. She was actually she was in a Phantom Menace. Phantom and she Menace. Showed up. She's in the Jedi. I had the Council. visual guide as a child that I read through multiple times, and she was there. Yettle, right? Is that her name? Uh, yeah, Yettle. something like that. Yeah, and she's Yettle. on the Jedi Yettle. Council as well. So, yeah. but yeah, they're the only two that you see, and yeah, there's the. In anything you look up, it's mysterious species is what they call it. So there's no, there's no name for it, and that's interesting. Why? Yeah, because why? Why wouldn't you give his species a name as prominent of a character as he is? Um, and then give, you know, even give some of his backstory somewhere. We don't really know much before nine hundred years. So my answer would be. Um, does it have to be a, like a Latin name? Be whatever name you come up with, Chad. Because, because like Wookies, that's not Latin. Humans, uh, man, what would you call them? Green? No, that's dumb. <laughs> um, Kermit. Yeah, see, I thought the whole puppet and Kermit thing too. Uh, what's what's the guy that did the did the voices for him, Frank? Frank Oz. Frank Oz. So it should be should be something with his name. It should be something with his name. Uh, Oz is too easy, too simple, but it probably should be something with Oz. Um. Hmm. What did you do? You have one picked out, Dina? No, I was just gonna probably come up with a funny mixture of some sort of variation of a frog and an elf so i would say so yoda you know is with a y yaddle sounds like it's with a y it is yeah so i'm gonna go something that starts with a y okay yaz i would say um yaz that's good I'm gonna go yakkers. They're yakkers. Oh, that's real stupid. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yakkers. <laughs> so do you think we'll? So do you think we'll ever know? Think they'll ever say? I don't know. You would think at this point, if they were going to, we would, right? I mean, they're just waiting for that Yoda solo movie. I think they're the species is Yaz. They start with Y, but it's Y O Z. They're Yazes. That's not. That's not a bad idea. Because Yoda yeah. and then Yaddle, and then they. 
do all their names have to start with Y's then? Well, there's only two. Well, I'm sure there are more. Well, that we've seen. Yoda had to have a mommy and a daddy. That's how little baby Yodas are born. Uh, Anakin? 900 years before. Well, okay. Yeah, it, it, that is interesting. I like that, though. I think you incorporate Frank Oz's name in there somehow with the whole puppeteering and the voicing of him. Um, and I vote for Yaz. I like Yaz. Did you have a suggestion, B-Nob? No, mine probably wouldn't have been as good. <laughs> Elf Frog. <laughs> Froggle. 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 Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I have a question. Can we... Okay, I asked this question. I don't think I got an answer to it. But Rogue One, when the movie comes out, and we go see that movie on opening night or the day before, we're going to have like a review episode right like as soon as possible after the movie's out like here we're committed yeah i know i'm making us commit to it on the podcast yeah i think what we need to do i was actually thinking about this today what we do is have a spoiler free episode right away of just like a reaction episode how do you and how then do you do reaction well, spoiler free well calm down oh, i think uh I just take caution to your tone you need to be writing down your thoughts <laughs> as it comes. well that's not gonna happen um i'm just gonna film it with my phone so i can remember everything just kidding did you guys see just that shia kidding. labeouf watching his own movies yeah that's pretty interesting that's that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm gonna do watch your own movies you're gonna watch sure. your own movies i'm just gonna record myself watching mm. it yeah you would <laughs> um but anyway no, so just a, a quick reaction podcast, right? And then we post that. It should only take a few days to get that up and going. And then, uh, <laughs> but then um, immediately after that, then we do a spoiler one, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think we just do a spoiler one. I don't... Yeah, I like spoiling stuff. Why? Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> we're recording it. I mean, we just we tell everyone up front. If you haven't watched it, don't listen yet. Wait till you watch it and then come back and listen. Right. But that way, I, I just like spoiling people. Well, I'm spoiling not malicious. I'm not. It's not the reason I'm saying it. I'm just, I'm just thinking, it's more efficient. Well, either way, we'll figure it out. No, um, let's do it now, yeah, Brian. Definitely... I want to figure it out now in front of all these people. They're going to listen in to this conversation. Um, You're committing to the spoiler one first. That'll be out the next day. Don't even have to edit that it. Night. Unedited. Just throw it up. Unscripted. Unoutlined. Well, the the trick is, you know, trying to watch it all the opening night within a relatively same time frame. Understand? You mean the three of us watching it in the same Well, yes, time the frame. three of yeah. us. Well, that's why I'm saying yeah. it would have to be like opening weekend. And then you record like Sunday or Monday and put it out promptly after that. Yeah, but we'll get it done. On another note, um, you know, I have clearance to go to Star Wars Celebration in Orlando. And I need confirmation from the both of you. That's April? That's in April. Man. I need confirmation from the both of you that you will at least... Try to get a hall pass. Can you have your wife send my wife a text and tell her tell her that you, she said it was cool for you <laughs> that, first? That I'm allowed to go? Um, 
Beanob, are you uh you think you'll be able to get a hall pass for that? I'm planning on being in Orlando that weekend to visit Harry Potter Lane anyway. <laughs> oh my goodness. Hey man, two birds, one stone. Yeah, there you go. Right. I gotta do it all. Huh. So that's a yeah, you're gonna be able to go. Hey Brian, can you commit to a two thousand twenty vacation with me to Star Wars Land when they open? Yeah, sure, I'll commit to that. <laughs> it's on the internet now. You can't take it back. Um all right, but Star Wars Celebration, I'm going to try to go, or I'm not going to try. I have permission to go as long as everything works out. Um, I am I am planning on going. Um, Dang. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully you guys will be able to join me. I'm going to bet 20 bucks that Brian will not go. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right. I mean, I got friends down there. I can probably get, you know, I can probably get free. Uh, park stage. Brian boarding. is a Florida native. That's right. I can probably get free boarding, and all all I'm paying for is the uh, tickets for the celebration. So would that work for us the, too? Uh, then, tickets. like, you could conf- you could guarantee us place to stay in one of those trailer parks too. <laughs> it's not trailer park, you jerk. Yeah, I thought you said <laughs> it was worry, Florida. Chad, I got <laughs> Don't worry, Chad. I got an uncle on Boca Raton, so okay. we're good. I mean, if if mm. lodging is is cared for, that would possibly. That, oh, great. I, I can't Here we guarantee. go. Backpedaling. That would totally make <laughs> that make it a lot easier. You just have to get down there and obviously pay for admission. What? Hey, how about Chad? You can you can you can take a road trip from South Dakota to here. Okay. Pick us up and then we'll road trip all the way down together. That's like that'd be longer than the, the, the actual being there would take. Watching all Star Wars movies on the way down. No, well, listening to every soundtrack like on five times over. Watching every season of Clone Wars and okay, Rebels. That would do it. And reading every single book. Okay, that's canon and comic. Now it's getting out of hand. Yeah, I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, pay up twenty bucks. <laughs> that was anyway. Well done. You made. That was good. In like five <laughs> minutes, we made him commit to going and then back out. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's in April. As we get closer, we'll try to, to nail it down. Um, but I, I'd like to go. I've never been. I'm, I don't think either of you guys have been. So uh, definitely something I'd like to um, experience. That would be fun. So, yeah. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap this thing up. Um, thank you for joining us for... Uh, episode 11 be sure to check out our facebook page it is up um star wars ramp podcast on facebook um and then also our twitter at star wars rant um yeah check those out and uh, make sure you listen to us on itunes give us a good review we would uh, appreciate that and then join us next week for episode 12 bye